It's time for the Press Box with Brad and John. Well, I can't believe it. 92 yards, and Lindsey really got in a foot race. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair, a metal steel chair with about a five-inch cushion. I broke it. The booth came apart. The stadium, well, the stadium fell down. Now they do have to renovate this thing. They'll have to rebuild it now. The stone out of the hole. Sedwell awaiting the snap. The spot. The kick is up. The kick is down. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, Kevin. they got him. Here comes coming the blue from coat. The left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks into the end zone. Hunter and Bell caught it! Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead. Now, Brad Sinketh and John Hyde with the Press Box on the Roar. Good morning. Welcome to the Press Box. Brad Singham here with John Hyde broadcasting live on this Tuesday, February the 27th, 2024 from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. You're listening to The Roar, 105.5, The Roar FM.com. We got a lot to do on a busy Tuesday. Coming up later this hour, Matt Connolly from On3.com will join us. Talk some college football, talk some Clemson spring ball, which gets started tomorrow. So looking forward to that, and we'll spend some time on some college football topics today. Plus, NFL scouting combine begins today, so let's fire up a mock draft and start talking some some prospects for uh, the upcoming draft, and we'll get into all that and discuss the combine. Plus, college basketball, we'll get to that, and college baseball, and we got tickets to give away. You want to go see the Tigers play today? John, do you want to go see the Tigers play today? Uh, yeah, I would normally would love to, yes. But um, I will not be going, but we have um, a bunch <laughs> of tickets. We got some basketball tickets. We got some baseball tickets. So stay tuned. Yeah. Well, I was trying to set it up, but thanks for going ahead and spoiling it. Uh, but, yes, you if you want to buy go, me before the show, if you want to go yeah. see the Tigers play either sport, uh, we're going to give you opportunity to do that. They take on... On the baseball side of things, they'll be at Doug Kingsmore Stadium, 4 p.m. today, 3.30 airtime here on the Roar. If you can't get out there, you can always catch it right here. But we'll uh, have some tickets giveaway for that against USC Upstate. And then on the hardwood tonight, it is Clemson versus Pitt uh, at Little John Coliseum. You know, oh, yeah, we had tickets at the giveaway for that. 7 p.m. tonight. Um, stay tuned. You know, John, I, I think we've, we've reached the point there's only – Two home games left. Uh, this is an opportunity tonight and next Tuesday to see some players that you're not going to see in a Clemson uniform in Little John Coliseum ever again. I mean, that's just, you know, finalities of careers. You know, it happens. 
And a guy like P.J. Hall, you know, Chase Hunter, there's a lot of guys that aren't going to be around anymore. Joe Girard. Joe Girard. You know, so and this it, is an opportunity to go see those. And I'm glad you bring that up and phrase it that way because it hit home to me on Sunday when I was working the Clemson women's basketball broadcast and that being their senior day and realizing that that was Amari Robinson's last time in Little John Coliseum. Mm. Yep. Kind of starts to hit. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, we, you know, it's you always enjoy every minute of the seasons, but those senior days and those last times on, on the court or at your home field or something, they always, uh, it always hits different. You know, I told my kids, you know, I, they, they're big fans of, of PJ Hall, uh, and Joe Girard and a lot of those guys, but they really, really big PJ Hall fans, which I encourage. Cause I think PJ is a really good guy. And so I like the fact that they like PJ Hall. And I told them, I took them to the game the other week. I said, guys, the rest of the games, the rest of the home games that we could go to are going to be during the week. So we're probably going to go. So this might be your last opportunity to see P.J. Hall. And so they, that game took on more importance to them. You know, like they were like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like they, the way they kind of went into that game talking about it, um, you know, it's, it's kind, of, kind of bittersweet because, you know, obviously P.J. has earned the right to do whatever he wants, you know, in, in his life. And he chose to come back to Clemson for another year and I think you know a lot of people are going to be pulling for him at the next level uh, and so for that opportunity to go see PJ one more time I think meant a lot to to my kids and so I I urge folks who have followed PJ's career uh, who have enjoyed the year that the Joe Girard has spent in Tiger Town the appreciation you have for guys like Chase Hunter and, and some of these others who are who have been in the you know Alex Hemingway's not been able to play uh, but I don't know if he even has any more eligibility after this year uh, but just a lot of the guys in this this system that have rolled through here, this is you got two opportunities left. Now you might go see them in, you know, up in what DC I think the ACC tournament is, or <laughs> John shaking his head, or maybe you just go see the NCAA tournament game. But your your opportunities are are waning here uh, to to see them one last time in Tiger uniforms, uh, and I think that you know my. My my kids were asking me this, John, and I want you to weigh in on it. Are we going to see PJ Hall's jersey hanging from the rafters? Ooh. They were asking me that when we were at Ooh. the end That's a good question. Do you know the last jersey that went up there off the top of your Jerome head? Jerome Blossom game. Yeah. PJ's needs to be up there. Now the story isn't complete. Season's not over. But just based on what he's done to this point, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think so. I think especially by by the end of the year with some of the accolades he's going to rack up, but he's going to be a first team all ACC guy. Yeah, you you hang that up. Yeah, I think I think you'll see his 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 jersey up there. Uh, they were asking me about if, if Hunter Tyson would get his jersey put up there. I don't I don't know and I don't know how long you have to wait before you you do something like that either. I don't know what the the time frame. I don't. I don't know even what the criteria is. Like we, we just sort of guess, right? Like, oh, is that guy get? A, is he good enough to get his jersey up there or not? I don't know what what Clemson's criteria is. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure of the criteria. I know it's different for that, just like it is in the Ring of Honor for football. You know, to be up in Death Valley and all those things. But to me, I, I leave those like the intricate decisions up to the folks at Clemson University. To me, it's the eyeball test. Does he look like one of the better players I've ever seen in a Clemson uniform? Yeah. I would say yes, I'm yeah. on PJ Hall. Now, I, I didn't see Tree Rollins. Uh, I, I was a little too young for Horace Grant. 
Uh, I did see Campbell and Davis play. They're legends. There's, there's no, no question, question yeah. about it. Uh, but I, I feel like he's in a very similar category. You know, I think I think PJ is among the greats that have played. Yeah, Clemson basketball. Absolutely. So it's kind of hard to say no that I don't think his jersey should be up there. I, I think that we'll we'll get to that stage in some point where that discussion will be had a little more. Uh, he's, I would say, John, he's likely a Hall of Famer, a Clemson Hall of Famer. Yes, I would say so. Then I think that he's probably going to get his jersey put up there one day, and he's been. I mean, he's been a he's been such an influence too. Just more than just the the court stuff, you know. Like we we tend to that that's what gets all the publicity and all the conversation. But off the court, I mean, he's been an incredible representative. He's been an ambassador. Uh, he he handles his business in the classroom. Like he's just it's a term we use in, in the community. Pros. He's a face of the franchise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last three or four years, you can't think of Clemson basketball without PJ Hall. Texture asked, did Trevor Booker get his jersey hung little John? Yes. I think I think Booker's one of the great players. Yes. I, I, I think yeah. PJ's right there. Yeah, I, I would agree. Because that was my first introduction to Clemson basketball as a student when Trevor Booker was playing. Yeah, I think the impact they have had, now obviously his final year still being written. You know, we don't have to I don't we don't have to match up like what they did in the tournament or any of that kind of stuff, but right. I, I look at them in kind of the same light. In yeah. terms of their impacts yeah. on Clemson basketball and Clemson University. Yeah. Texter said he's so beloved by the fan base. And I think I think Booker was too. You know, I think Booker oh, had, uh, yeah. had a special place within the history of the of the program. And it's crazy to me to look back at that time to think of how special Trevor Booker's remember when you look at the players that were on that team. A lot of guys that could be remembered for a long time. Cliff Hammonds, James Mays, Casey Rivers, Terrence Oglesby. Yep. Texture asks, is it completely based on their college results or do we somehow add in their pro experience? I don't I don't think that pro experience is part of the equation. I, I don't I don't know, maybe maybe I'm off on that. I'm I'm sort of kind of guessing on that. Um I don't know. What Texture's are asking, what about Hunter Tyson? I, I just brought him up. My my kids asked me that question. I was kinda I was much more iffy on that. I'm like, PJ, I think so. Hunter I don't. I don't know. I. I really don't. That's one of those where I need to know what like the uh, the real criteria is. Gosh, he played. He played forever. Six years. <laughs> yeah. He was. He uh, benefited greatly. He's also one of the better rebounders we've seen come through Clemson. Absolutely. In many, many, many years. But Maybe I one think, of the best wings that has just come out of Clemson. And gosh, how long? One of the most versatile players and a great leader. I mean, all all those things add up. You know, I know. I know. We want to just look at pure stats and how many points did you average and how many times did you did you turn the ball over and did you go to the NCAA tournament like I I know all that stuff is sort of the surface but I I think you have to go much deeper much deeper when you when you say is this guy worthy of having his jersey hung in the arena is this guy a hall of famer at your university I I think it just it goes beyond just simply the surface stats and if you're doing that, then I i mean, I think B.J. Hall passed the test. I think you make a pretty good case that Hunter Tyson passes that test for, you know, the the other things, the the uh, the things that go into to being a leader and, and 
helping a team. I mean, Hunter Tyson, I mean, how many times did he did he fill a role just because there was simply nobody else that would do it? Hunter was like, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the sign of a of a special player. One, he was versatile enough to do it, but Clemson needed a big time rebounder. He became a big time rebounder. You, you know, got to hit some threes for you. He became that guy. Yeah, he he filled a lot of different roles on on different teams. You know, and sometimes he was just a pure leader guy. He he outworked everybody. He showed everybody how you're supposed to put in the effort. I, you know, PJ Hall learned how to put in effort from what Hunter Tyson did. So I don't know. It's sort of a um, sort of domino effect too with some of that. But I don't know. I thought I, I thought it was a good question by my my kids. I had a hard time. You know, answering some of that. I, well, it makes sense that you would take a question from your children that you can't answer to then outsource it here to get the information and take it back yeah, to them. Well, yeah. Because hopefully they're not listening and they're in class right now. Oh, they are. They are. Uh, which reminds me, uh, my youngest, it's his birthday today. So happy birthday to him. Happy v- birthday. Very excited. You got big plans? Um. So we hope he's not listening so you don't have to, you know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, like... I don't know. I don't know what big plans are are considered. We're going to do some stuff he wants to do, but also like I don't know if you remember being that young. Now you didn't have very many birthdays because you're you know leap year guy, Fair. so you you probably don't remember. Uh, but I, I feel like in certain age, it, it only lasts till a certain age. You get multiple birthdays. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's an S on the end of that. Well, I mean, we we used to have a, a coworker here. She had a birthday month. Right, we had to celebrate for an entire month. Absolutely, it was fun. <laughs> so there's there's levels to the birthdays that occur uh, th- this week. <laughs> so like special plans, I mean, accumulation of all of them. Yeah, and especially when when your birthday falls in the middle of the week like this, like on a Tuesday, like it's it's hard, you know. Like yeah. you're doing some stuff like that. He, he did stuff this weekend, and then I'm gonna take him to do something later on. Like I just don't have time to do it until. Till the the next weekend because it's like in Greenville, so it's you know you know what I mean. Like, it's just yeah, a, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it's tough uh, to to mix in a, a child's birthday on a Tuesday. I get that. <laughs> and you know what? Because it's his birthday, I shall free him. Six five four roar. You want to get in with us? More to come on the other side. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professionals at Roosters on Pelham Road in Greenville by calling 884-8920. Gift cards are always available at Roosters. Give the gift that keeps on giving. Criminal charges are serious with life-changing consequences for you and your family. Let us help you navigate this process. Let us be your advocate at Ryan Beasley Law. I'm Ryan Beasley. Our law firm works in courtrooms across the state at all levels, municipal, state, and federal. We also work with students who face conduct issues at their colleges and universities. We work with our clients throughout this process from pre-arrest investigations to intervention programs as well as criminal trials. With over 20 years assisting clients, our firm has grown to include former state and federal prosecutors. Let us put this experience to work for you. If you are facing an investigation or criminal prosecution, please do not hesitate to contact us. Let us seek the best resolution for you. I'm Ryan Beasley, and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Ryan Beasley Law. Find them online at ryanbeasleylaw.com 
or call 864-679-7777. Ryan Beasley Law. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph Hayes Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here letting you know if you want to stay on top during the regular and postseason, Ralph Hayes Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFriesFRYES.com. Concerned about a potential gas leak at home? No worries. Fort Hill Natural Gas, your safety-focused energy provider, has you covered. Natural Gas, renowned for its safety and reliability, ensures your household comfort. While it's colorless and odorless, we've added a distinctive rotten egg scent for instant leak detection. If you ever smell a gas odor, act fast and call the Fort Hill Natural Gas office immediately. For more safety tips, visit FHNGA.com. Carolina Top Dressing is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, Go Tigers! If you are a loved one age 55 and older or looking for all-inclusive living, Everlon Clemson is the perfect place for you. Now offering first-floor studio apartments, including two chef repair meals per day, utilities included, your own kitchen, washer, dryer, and housekeeping services if you need them. Live independently and thrive at Everlon Clemson. Spaces are limited, so act now. Call for your free tour, 864-499-8318, or visit online at everlonliving.com. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors, and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. When you shop or donate at a Dream Center resale store, you're helping to change lives. The Dream Center receives no government funding and depends on the resale store's proceeds to operate. 100% of store's proceeds go directly to support the programs of the Dream Center, offering those that need a hand up instead of a hand out. Shop and donate your items today at their Easley, Pickens, Seneca, or Greenville store on Pleasantburg Drive. Donate, shop, change lives. Visit thedreamcenterpc.org for more information today. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Here at The Roar, football season isn't just in the fall, it's all year round. 
are the Roar, where every day is game day. We're back here live on the Roar, the press box for Brad and John. Go see our friends over at Carter Color Company for all your painting needs. In fact, go check out their website, cartercolor.com. Uh, Carter Color Company uh, is the best around in terms of expertise, knowledge, understanding paint, the different things they can help you with. You need to get a color just right. These are the people to see. I mean, they've got technology. They've got just the ability to to use the old eye to figure it out. But they've got all kinds of computerized stuff they can do. To get the color just the way you want it. Massive color chip wall so you can peruse and figure out what you want to do and show them and get their, their advice. And they want to they want to walk you through it. It's not just a walk in the door, okay, here's the paint. You know, good luck. Have fun. No, that's not what the Carters opened their business for. They're here to help you. 1067 Tiger Boulevard, right in the heart of Clemson, right off of 123. Stop in and see them. Uh, today, and you'll find a, a whole lot more out about uh, what Carter Color Company can do for you. I know we got a lot of um, contractors that listen to the show. They're out doing, you know, various houses and lake homes and um, apartments and whatnot throughout the Clemson surrounding area. You need to go buy the Carters. High quality Benjamin Moore paint is the best around. Go see them today. They're open until 530. And they open again on Sat on Wednesday at 7.30. And they're open even on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. 654-ROAR, you want to get in with us. Again, we're going to give away some tickets, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll not be in this hour, I'll go and tell you now. Uh, <laughs> we got Matt Connolly coming up in the next segment. So it'll be after, after we talk with Matt, we'll start giving away some tickets. We have baseball tickets and basketball tickets. These are both for today's games so you need to be able to go today and we'll make sure we get you those tickets in plenty of time so stay tuned we'll let you know when to start calling in 654 roar and hook you up let you go see the tigers play usc upstate on the diamond today 4 p.m 3 30 airtime uh usc upstate uh interesting start to their season john i don't know if you if you've looked at what they've done but they opened up with kentucky it's a good baseball program, right? Yeah. You consider that a good team. Yeah. Yeah, they got demolished. They got swept uh, against the Cats, C-A-T-S. Cats, Cats, Cats. And then they played a couple teams. They hosted their own baseball classic uh, last week. They hosted some teams from the Northeast, cold weather. Yeah. Hadn't seen sunshine. Hadn't seen anything but snow. And they walloped those two teams, Quinnipiac and now top. Now I can't remember off the top of my head what the other one was. But they were all they were both north northeast teams. They beat one of them twenty one to five. So oh they, boy, yeah, they got they got a little healthier uh, coming off of that that sweep uh, by Kentucky. They beat in Western Carolina, so they're they're um, they're still figuring out who they are. Probably right. That's now. always a good program. It, it, it's always a tough game for Clemson. I mean, it never seems easy when USC Upstate either shows up or plays them in Greenville. It's always a battle. They USC Upstate loves the opportunity. To go, it's it's like when Wofford would get a chance to play South Carolina or Clemson. Oh yeah, you know, like they, it's it's almost like a personal thing. You take it, you get an opportunity to play against a school that 
maybe didn't recruit you, and you feel like you should have played there. Was it, I think it was maybe two seasons ago, where they had, like, the whole team was just six-year COVID guys. Yeah. And they came into Doug Kingsmore and ran their mouse the whole night. I remember that one. Yeah, there was almost a couple uh, incidents. Yeah. Uh, there were there were some... Uh, there have been some good battles between these two programs in midweek games over the years. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to today. Tonight on the mound, or today on the mound, be Austin Gordon for the Tigers. I guess that answers the question that we were having yesterday of, is he going this weekend or... He know, still could, depending... Could. I, you know, maybe maybe if he only goes like an inning or two, maybe they want to try to get him in on Sunday, potentially. We'll see. We'll see. There's college baseball, There's you always afforded a lot of options. If this was a Wednesday game, that would be different. Yeah, what what do you think the... Because I remember last week Coach Backich had said on his Tuesday start that he his pitch count was at 50, and he got mm-hmm. out at about 43. Do you think that number is going to be increased tonight? Yes, it, it usually is. It'll get up to maybe maybe 60. About maybe 10 more, 12 yeah. more pitches, something like that. Depends on just where he is, you know, in the, in the and, and they have a plan. That's the thing. It, it, it's already a mapped out. It's not a gut thing. You're not going, oh, let's give another five or seven. Let's just see what happens. No, it's, it's a mapped out plan of, okay, this is what you're going to be on. Uh, and if you're effective – you know, then maybe next time you get more. Not this time, but next time, we'll up it and and increase it. So we'll see. We'll see. I I just I just don't think he's ready to be a starter. But it doesn't like on a, on a weekend. But it doesn't mean he couldn't help out on Sunday if need be. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Totally. So I think that's kind of where things are with that. But he will be on the mound today at four p.m. And we'll talk more about that game as we go throughout the show. And then basketball tonight at 7, taking on Pitt. This is a pretty hungry Pitt team, John. They've shown that they can knock off some people. They've played pretty well over the last, uh, I'd say, what, maybe the last three weeks or so, roughly. I know they, you know, they, they had a little bit of a stretch there where they just did not play well. Uh, but they sort of righted the ship. What's strange to me about this matchup, is Clemson has dominated this team. Are you aware of the domination that Clemson has had in this series? Based on the way you're you're putting it out there, no. Yeah, uh, Clemson's won 10 in a row. Really? Yeah, against Pitt. Wow. <laughs> that, that surprises you. But, yeah. I, I mean, but then to think about it, too, I, I don't... I remember the last time they beat him was with, I think, Jamie Dixon was the head coach still. And to, to go even further than that, to speak to the domination, they've covered the spread in every single one. Oh, wow. The Tigers have. So what's the line? Uh, tonight's line is about seven and a half. They've, they've covered a nine-point, they've covered a couple nine-point lines. Um, four and a half, ten, nineteen and a half, and then a couple... Couple of times where they were like a one and a half point underdog or two and a point underdog, which was they were one and a half point underdog in December when they went up to Pittsburgh and won seventy nine to seventy. Okay, in that one, so they've they've owned this thing. I, that I, everything's in a vacuum, right? It's in, that, none of the past matters when the ball is tipped at seven p.m. But this is not a team that Clemson is going to feel like it can't handle. Oh, definitely. But I also think they are posing a much different test than they did in December. You think you think Pitt's a better team than they were? I think, I think yeah. Pitt, yeah, I think Pitt has gotten better over the course of the season. 
They have. They've Wait, won. they've tweaked the lineup a little bit. They've they've messed around with some of the rotations. I think they've just I mean, give Cable credit. He's, he's figured out his team and, and what makes him go. They've won eight of the last ten games. That's not easy to do in once you get into the heat of conference play. Uh, but they've they've also they only suffered one loss in the month of February. And who was that too? Wake Forest when they got demolished. 91 to 58. So they have played really well. They really have. Uh, so this uh, this is a, a fascinating matchup of two teams that honestly both really need this game. You know, Clemson dug themselves a hole at home. I mean, I, it just it's just weird that they have the home record that they have and have been so good on the road. Usually it's the reverse. Right. But they need this game, I think, in a, in a big way to make sure they um, get one back, if you will. Not that this constitutes as like a huge game, but still, it's not one that that I think you want to compound with losses to Georgia Tech and Virginia at home and no. North Carolina. No, but I, I mean, but this is a pit team that you need to respect and take seriously. It's a top 50 team in the net. So this is a quad two game, I believe. Got to win those. Yeah. Got to win them. You don't need to. We're not doing the Big 12 thing. Pitt, as of right this minute, I don't feel like Pitt's in the NCAA tournament. No, but I feel like if they were to. I mean, their remaining games at Clemson tonight, at BC this weekend, and then home games against Florida State and NC State. I don't think there's. They'd have to go on a run in the ACC tournament, in my opinion, to get in. But I don't think it's that far-fetched to think that they could do it. Yeah. 18-9 and nine overall. Pittsburgh is 3-5 and five in quad one, 2-2 two and two in quad two, 6-2 and two in quad three. That hurts a little bit. And then 7-0 and oh in quad four. So there's still, still some work and some opportunity for Pitt there. And obviously, this is a quad one game. For them tonight, going to Clemson, who is um, 23 in the net rankings. So, a lot, a lot on the line, I think, for both teams. Should be a fun fun game, fun atmosphere tonight, too. Absolutely. It's not a 9 o'clocker. <laughs> that, that's always a plus. No, I think little John will be rocking. It's, you know, great day. You can go to Doug Kingsmore, cross the street, walk into Little John Coliseum. How do you, Tuesday? You can. You you can pull that off. Uh, you may have to leave baseball a little. Or you can stay for baseball and then maybe catch maybe the game. That's the fun part about baseball, bro. We don't know. They they could be in the fourth inning. The game could be final. You don't know. Stop with that stuff for people who are working. Are you, are you working which one? None? None. Well, that's why you said no, that. No, I'm just saying. No, you, like, but you, you don't. You would not have said that if you were going to be sitting here oh, I, from from three thirty until I would. I would until ten o'clock. I've stepped in it before. <laughs> you would not be jinxing the game. It could be in the fourth inning at seven o'clock. No, I don't think it'd be like that by any means. But does that mean you just don't know exactly where it'll be? All right, fair enough. We got a lot of news to get to today. Uh, we'll we'll come back to these games later on, but. Uh, still awaiting some decision at some point coming from the powers that be on court storming. Do you expect that to be? Uh, do, uh, the commissioners are going to talk about all this stuff. Do you think that's going to be something that gets 
regulated a lot heavier. Oh uh, yeah, especially because John Shire told us that I mean, Filipowski's basically fine, you know. So of course we're gonna have to stop everything now. What do you mean by basically fine? Uh, John Shire said yesterday he's not sure if Kyle Fal- Filipowski will be able to practice today, and he's still a little sore. But he clarified that he did not have any imaging done. Okay. So, so, he's, so he's a little sore. And so we're, we're going to, you know, make a big to-do about this. We're going to continue to make a big to-do about this. So it's probably not really a sprain if, it's, if there's no, no imaging was no. even done. No, it's like if you've ever, like, banged your knee against, like, a dresser as you're trying to, like, you know, go around your house with the lights off or something, and you hit the end table. <laughs> he bumped his knee on the end table? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I This is... This feels like it's being milked a little bit by Duke. A little? Uh, and, and not so much by Duke themselves, but the like the Duke alums who are in the media? This is way more than just a little bit milking it, in my opinion. It's got kind of you have to feel this. You have to make this like a seven day story. You can't make this a one day story or a two day story. Oh, we we can't really talk about the fact that Wake Forest won the game either. I mean, that still hasn't even been addressed or brought up at all. That is not true. We have talked about it. John we have. Shire we talked have. about it. He did. What do you mean? Eh, he did. He said, first and foremost, I don't want to downplay it that Wake won the basketball game and they played great. He I don't want to downplay words. it, but then I'm going to downplay it. He didn't downplay it. You're downplay that he downplayed it. Or you're not downplaying that he didn't downplay it. I don't know. You've ever complicated it in my own head. When we come back, Matt Conley from On3.com is going to join us. We'll talk college football and Clemson spring ball after this. This Tuesday night, the Clemson Tigers are back home inside Little John Coliseum as they take on the Pitt Panthers. After defeating the Panthers for the first ACC win of the season, the Tigers look to complete the sweep at home. Broadcast begins at 6.30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. At Upcountry Fiber, they believe in keeping you connected. Did you know that nearly 50 million households in the U.S. qualify for a discount of up to $30 per month on their broadband service through the Affordable Connectivity Program? That's nearly 40% of the country, and it might include you. Visit upcountryfiber.com forward slash ACP or call 888-760-2111 to learn about the Affordable Connectivity Program at Upcountry Fiber. We're here for you. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value, and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit CantyCanFixIt.com. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. 
You're scared. You cannot pay your credit cards. You cannot pay your medical bills. Someone suggests to you debt consolidation, combining them all in one payment. Can you really afford that? Is there something else you can do? Call me and see if bankruptcy can help you. Call me, Robert King. Together, we will look for a thoughtful solution to your legal problem. Thompson and King, 300 South Tower Street in Anderson. Call 222-0200 or online at thompsonking.com. Thompson and King is a debt relief agency helping people file for bankruptcy under the bankruptcy code. Before you break ground on that exciting project, here's a friendly reminder from Fort Hill Natural Gas. Safety first. Call 811 before you dig. It's the law and it's free. Whether you're planting a garden or installing that dream patio, make sure to dial 811, your ticket to a safe and worry-free project. Fort Hill Natural Gas supports and recognizes safe digging practices. Your safety is their priority. Dig smart, dig safe. Call 811 before you dig. Brought to you by Fort Hill Natural Gas, where safety meets satisfaction. Are you tired of being stuck in automated phone loops, desperately trying to reach a real person? Hatflow Co. understands the frustration, and they're convinced there's a better way. Hatflow Co. believes in real connections with real people so strongly that they give you direct access to their owner-operators for that reason. Visit hatflowco.com and submit their contact form or call or text 864-216-3400. That's 864-216-3400. Hatflow Co., where personal service makes all the difference. We're talking with Eric Snyder of Snyder Tree Care. What makes tree care in the upstate different than other parts of the country? In Greenville, Anderson, Easley area, we have a lot of bugs and disease. We have a long growing season, so there's lots of opportunity for bugs to attack our trees and shrubs and and different cycles for different bugs. But we're seeing really good results with keeping up with the programs to take care of our trees and shrubs. Leave it to Schneider Tree Care. Jim was at the laundromat when he heard his ear said, Maraca, senor, but his nose said, Hey, freshest scent ever. Following his nose, Jim found a man pouring gained scent beads into the washer. The scent, the freshness. Jim blurted, Sir, your scent maracas smell amazing. You could call them scent maracas, but most noses call them gained scent beads. Try gained scent beads. Way fresher than detergent alone. The college football games may have ended, but the offseason is just getting started. And we have you covered all year long. These fans need to calm down. The big game hype is real. I can't wait. They really need to produce for their fans. The Roar, where every day is game day. We are back here live on The Roar, the press box with Brad and John. Matt Connolly. On 3.com, going to join us in just a moment. I will say this. I think there's almost no chance Kyle Filipowski plays tomorrow. Not a chance. They're going to milk that thing as much as they can. He is going to sit on the bench and, as John said during the break, be showing 150,000 times during the broadcast. Oh, y'all thought it was annoying to see Taylor Swift during your football games? He's the new Taylor Swift. The, the whole broadcast on the ACC Network tomorrow night is going to be about Kyle Filipowski not being able to play. How? What, what's the over-under on... Can we get a prop bet on how many times they show him getting hurt at, at Wake Forest? Oh, my... Or just Even just to reference it. Hammer the over. <laughs> it's going to be like 46 and a half. Take the over on the times that show. Is this going to be like the one broadcast that Jay Billis comes down to the ACC Network to do? I honestly think they, the, the broadcast, 
you know, team or whatever wants him to not play because they want to spin the entire show. What else are you going to do? It's Louisville at Duke. It's not going to be an entertaining game. You got nothing there. You're not going to be talking about the game. Uh, It's on the ACC network. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Texture said he'll have ice on his knee. They got to. For for two hours, he's going to sit there and ice his knee publicly. Oh, gosh. We're wasting Matt's time. I apologize. Good morning, Matt. How you doing today? I'm doing well. I don't know if y'all heard. I, uh, he was just spotted with a neck brace for the past few weeks. So, <laughs> just, just a little warning. Uh, no, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, we're great. And and because of that, Duke jumped four spots in the net rankings, uh, believe it or not, uh, based on the the reporting there from Matt Conley. Don't get me started. We don't really want to waste Matt's time here. <laughs> It's still fun to joke about. Uh, Matt, let me ask you, uh, speaking of college basketball, what did you make of Brad Brownell's comments uh, yesterday uh, right here on The Roar when he was on the Mickey Plyler show about the the Big 12 and sort of the way <laughs> these conferences are um, narrated, if you will, by people who aren't even in the selection committee room? Uh, what What did you think about what Brownell had to say? You can kind of recap that, too. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I, I agree completely. You know, he basically talked about how the Big 12 has manipulated the net rankings and made it so, you know, you play really, really bad teams early on. You get your metrics up, offensive and defensive efficiency numbers off the charts. It makes, it makes it seem like you've got a great offense, great defense, you're some great team. Um, when really you're beating up, I think he said Abilene Christian and, and Houston Baptist is all TCU had played. Um but, I mean, he's right. Like, you know, you, you go out, you play these bad teams, you get your efficiency numbers high, you get your metrics looking great, and then once the season starts and that's all you've, you've played is those bad teams and your numbers are really good because your metrics are so good, then no one ever drops. And so, yeah, I agreed with him completely. Um, you know, I hope it'll get more national attention and more people will talk about it because he's 100% right. Like, I, th- I think the net has been a big issue uh, really all year long and, and for the past few years um it's just not a metric i'm i'm very uh happy with and, and think that it does a good job of determining how good teams are so yeah i agreed with them completely yeah i'm not i'm not happy with it either because i don't understand it and neither do most of the coaches and as brownell says now coaches are figuring out how they can game the system a little bit and that that's a problem i mean that is a that is something that has to be taken into account uh, we'll see if the committee does speaking of tcu by the way they got they got beat by Baylor at home last night. And really, the, it was an eight-point game. It wasn't that close. I watched the entire second half. It was not even – I mean, there was just no competition by, by, from TCU. Baylor rolled them. Uh, Matt, speaking of Clemson and Brownell, uh, they've got Pitt tonight. 23rd in the net rankings. Moving – you know, they've found a way to kind of, you know, get back on the right side of things in ACC play. How good do you feel about where this team is right now and then maybe what's – What's ahead here in the final uh, week and a half of the regular season? Are they in in the in now they're, they're in the tournament, but are they moving in the right direction to being a team that we really need to keep an eye on in the tournament? They are, I think, and I think the big thing is Chase Hunter. Um, I think he's just such an X factor for this Clemson team. Like when he plays well, they they win, and, and a lot of times they win convincingly. You know, I think that they can win games without him. They have enough with P.J. Hall, Gerard, Shefflin, um, you know, Wiggins when he's hitting shots. I mean, they, they have enough there without Chase Hunter. But if they can get Chase Hunter playing well to go along with those other pieces, I think it just takes them to a whole other level. So, yeah, if he can 
if he can get hot and, and stay hot the way he's played recently and go on a run here, I um, mean, I think Clemson is, is not a team anybody's going to want to see in the NCAA tournament. I think they can beat just about anybody in the country um, when he's knocking down shots. I mean, you know, they have so many shooters, P.J., Gerard, Chase, when, when he's making shots, uh, Chauncey, like I mentioned. I mean, they can kind of go inside and outside. They can get P.J. underneath the goal. They've got a really good offensive rebounder in, in Shefflin. Uh, P.J. can step outside and make shots, too. He's a tough cover, I think, for – for any big, you know, I was thinking the other day, obviously I followed Purdue pretty closely. Um, and trying to think, like, how, you know, Zach Eady or someone like that, a, a true big, tries to cover this Clemson team. So, yeah, I think they present a lot of challenges for a lot of different teams uh, once they get into the tournament. Matt Conley-Juan3.com joining us live here this morning. Matt, let's move over to the Clemson football team where spring ball gets started tomorrow. Uh, how would you – sort of phrase what this spring means for the Tigers because you know I think I think we sort of compare it to others in the past um they are coming off of you know some some good wins at the end of the season some momentum building after what happened there in that in that bad month of October and a little bit in September do you feel like this is a, a how critical is this spring compared to some other years I do think it's critical, um, but at the same time, I just still don't know how much we're going to know. Like, you know, I think every spring, Dabo's a very positive coach, um, and he has been forever. And so every spring, you know, I think Dabo's going to be very positive about where the team is, about the positions, about how how everybody looks. You know, I remember a few years ago, uh, ahead of fall practice, he was saying, you know, make sure you take a picture of these receivers, and, and they're great, and this is the best group of receivers we've had since Sammy Watkins and Nuke and those guys. And then, you know, I don't think any of those receivers, I mean, half of them transferred. No one really did much of anything. Um, and so I do think it's kind of hard to know, like, just from spring practice and, and from practices where this team is, how good this team is. You know, are they truly going to get back to being national title contenders? So, it's definitely an important spring, uh, but I just don't know how much we're going to know until they really get on the field and we kind of see, you know, what this team what this team looks like. How much of a step has Cade made? Does he seem to be processing things better? Like those are all things that I think you would you would look for in the spring, but I don't know that you're truly going to know uh, where this team is until the the games get started in the fall. I think one of the biggest things they're trying to do is is finding you know receivers who make play a true play making receivers and they've got some freshmen coming in to help that one of them will be going through the spring the other will join the team later do you feel like this receiving core can finally create and find a a big play guy or is that still just too much of a question mark to uh to try to answer right now yeah i mean i think it is going to probably have to be those freshmen uh bryant wesco and tj moore you know i think that that those guys are really going to be counted on to, to come in and be difference makers right away. Um, I mean, obviously Antonio Williams, when he's healthy, is, is a really good receiver. Same thing for Tyler Brown. You know, I was really encouraged by what I saw from Adam Randall late in the year. I thought he had a good game against Kentucky. He really did a much better job of attacking the ball and kind of showing that potential that we've heard about. Um, I thought he did a nice job of getting open that game. And, and so, you know, there, there's definitely some talent at this on this team at the receiver position. Um, but do they have a truly, you know, elite Justin Ross when, when he was fully healthy or a T. Higgins or even Amari Rogers or Cornell Powell type of guy that, that you felt like could go win one-on-one covers consistently? That I don't know yet. And, and you know, I don't know um, when we'll, we'll truly get that answer. Um, you know, obviously 
we'll see that some this spring and, and spring practices and one-on-one drills. Uh, you know, spring game, obviously, you, you'll know a little bit, but do they truly have a difference maker at receiver? I think it's uh, to be determined. But that's certainly something that they need going into this year if they're going to get back to, to being truly elite. Matt, do you feel like there's pressure on Garrett Riley? You know, there, there was some last year coming in because there was a lot of expectation and maybe Clemson's offense didn't take off to the degree that, you know, some thought or, or wanted it to under Riley. But year two, you've had some time to analyze and he's had time to figure out, you know, who he can rely on. Do you feel like there's the pressure gets turned up a little bit on him to – to start to sort of kind of kind of show what he can really do? In some ways, yes. And, and I say that just because when you look at his salary, I mean, he's making, you know, elite, elite coordinator money. I mean, he's making more than a lot of head coaches um, around the country, not, not necessarily top head coaches, but, you know, he's definitely making more than some of the um, FBS coaches, head coaches around the country. So, yeah, when you are making that kind of money and when you're getting paid like a guy that's supposed to come in here and, and be – I don't want to say the Brent Venables of the offense, but but really be a guy that you say, hey, you know, this is your offense. We trust you. Go run the show, and we're going to pay you um, like a top coordinator. Then, then yeah, I think there is a little bit of pressure. Now, with that said, you know, I thought expectations were unfair last year going into the season. Uh, I think I talked to, to you and, and people about that. I just didn't think that there was kind of a magic button that you could push, and all of a sudden everything was going to be fixed on offense. You know, there were still question marks on the offensive line, at quarterback, at receiver, um, that, that I thought it was kind of unfair to just say, all right, Garrett, Garrett Riley's here, now everything's fixed. So, you know, maybe a little bit of pressure, and I say that, like I said, just because of, of the salary that, that he's going to make. Uh, but, you know, it's still just year two in a system. Some other new coaches coming in. You know, I think Matt Luke, I do think, will be a help. I mean, I, I was very high on that hire. I think he's a, a really good coach, heard nothing but positive things about uh, what he did at Georgia, what he did at Ole Miss. Um, I think he's a guy that gets the most out of his players. His players love him. And, and so you know, I'm interested to see how much better the offensive line looks and how much different it looks this year for sure. Um, and, and, you know, I think that will definitely help Garrett Riley. Uh, one other point I'll make, you know, I think that takes a little bit of pressure off of him is, you know, Dabo kind of said, hey, he's not bringing in his other coaches. You know, I, I do the assistant hiring, and um, I don't care if Garrett wants to – bring in people or not you know this is this is my staff and he might leave in a couple of years and I don't want to get stuck with a coach that, that I didn't hire so I think that that does take a little bit of pressure off of him just the fact that it's not necessarily all um on him not all his decision making not all the other coaches that he surrounded himself with and Dabo said time and time again this is the Clemson offense and so you know I think that does take a little bit of the pressure off of Garrett just kind of some of the things that that Dabo has said about him Makes sense. Uh, think, talking about some of the, the pressure coming off, Wes Goodwin enters this season in a, in a very different place. Uh, I feel like he did a lot of things to prove himself as a defensive coordinator last year. W- what's his biggest task this year in trying to figure out what he needs to do uh, to continue the success the Tigers had from last season? Yeah, I mean, he, he obviously had a great year last year, and that defense took a huge step forward and happy for him for getting rewarded with it with a nice salary bump um that was much deserved you know i think it's just there there are some question marks on that defense for sure like there's obviously you know you've got some all-american freshman all-american returning tj parker peter woods uh khalil barnes i mean there's avion terrell he wasn't necessarily a freshman all-american but another young talented player but you know i think when you're talking about replacing nate wiggins the true lockdown corner 
um, Xavier Thomas, you know, replacing that defensive front, Rukaroa Rogo and Tyler Davis. I mean, def- there's definitely some talent that left this roster, and so I think it's kind of seeing who steps up young guy-wise. You know, I think defensive end in particular is a question mark um, outside of T.J. Parker, you know, who steps up and is that number two guy. Can you get someone who can, can consistently get pressure, can get in the backfield? And I think that's to be determined, and certainly the the number three and number four defensive end who can kind of come in and provide depth, or if you have guys banged up. So, you know, I think that is a question mark for sure. Is it's kind of that defensive front, and you know, I think in order for West to have his defense take another step forward, they're going to need some guys to to step up. But uh, yeah, he did a great job last year. You know, I think he answered a lot of questions that that people had about why Dabo wanted to promote him, and, and you know, he dar- certainly made Dabo look smart. Uh, with the way that defense played last year. Last thing before I let you run, Matt, uh, the special teams. Uh, the kicking situation, one that I think we can learn something throughout spring ball. Do you agree with that? I do, 100%. You know, and just because we heard it wasn't just on game days where they were struggling last year. You know, Dad was said, oh, yeah, we've given plenty of opportunities in practice, and it's gone horribly. Um, so, yeah, I think definitely – the, the kicking situation is certainly something that's going to be closely monitored this year or in, in this spring and kind of seeing who can take a step forward. Can Robert Gunn get back on track? Uh, no, but if not, just go find another grad student somewhere in New York and, and bring him down in the middle of the season, and uh, he'll go win the South Carolina game for you. Uh, but, no, you know, yeah, that's certainly something that will be closely monitored uh, this spring, and, and we can definitely learn something there this spring. Absolutely. Matt, thank you so much for your time today. Go to on3.com. Matt covers a lot of college football, a lot of Clemson, and he was kind enough to spend some time with us today, and you can follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, Keep everything going on at Matt Conley on 3. Thank you so much, my friend. Hope you enjoy uh, the rest of your week, and uh, you know we got we got March coming, so Purdue's going to have to uh, play a tournament game. So get your oh, man. get your <laughs> we try to keep your blood no, no, pressure level down for a while. For <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> All right, Matt, All take right, man, care, my friend. Brett. We'll see yes, you. Sir. Have a good one. Take care, Matt Conley from on three dot com. Were you projecting into the tournament by saying they only have to play a tournament game? <laughs> you see what I did there? I saw what you did there. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I put no S on the end of that one. No games. Not, not plural. Not plural. Man, you had you had lived. You've been around Matt during a Purdue game. Let me tell you. I mean, you like your blood pressure will go up. Your anxiety will rise just from Matt. <laughs> it's it's intense. Oh boy, uh, that time's coming very very soon. Uh, our time for hour two. Get started here in just a few moments. Sit tight here on the roar. Plenty more to come right after this. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 